Hey everybody, this is Brian Haggerty and welcome to my podcast where we discuss life-changing discoveries and principles for success in your life and career. So welcome everybody. Today is uh, Monday, June 19th, 2017. Whether or not that's when this podcast gets put up is a different story, but that's what it is right now. And I hope everybody's doing well and I hope you had a fantastic weekend. So summer is here, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, we are now two days away from the summer solstice. That is June 21st. That is the day when the, the sun stays the longest in the sky. It's the longest day of the year. Followed by, of course, December 21st, the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year. So officially, summer begins in two days. Are you ready for it? I hope you're going to have a great one. I just can't stand all the heat and humidity, but we do the best with it. <laughs> anyway, just to clear up some other things, too, please follow me on social media. Check me out on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter, where my handle is at BHSpeaks. Handle. You don't hear that word too much anymore. I guess Twitter brought it back. Years ago, your handle, if you were a CB, uh, CB radio operator, you had a handle. Like, hey, what's your handle? I don't even remember what mine was. I had a handle, though. <laughs> it was something. Anyway, so moving on. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about one of the, oh, I'd say today, it's probably one of the fastest growing topics and areas of focus for many, many companies across the country. And that is this thing called emotional intelligence. <clears throat> emotional intelligence. It's abbreviated EI, capital E, capital I. So what is emotional intelligence? Well, uh, <laughs> it has nothing to do, I think the word intelligence is a little bit misleading, but what it really is, it's a mastering of your whole emotional nature. Yeah, it's a way for you, uh, let's say, to, um, first of all, to, to recognize your own and other people's emotions the moment they arise, and also to be able to discern between the different types of feelings that we have, and uh, being able to use this information to guide our behavior, to guide our decision-making, and uh, to be able to, let's say, to adapt to environments, and otherwise just to really be able to help a, an individual or a group be able to achieve their goals. And like with everything else I teach, emotional intelligence involves self-awareness, because it's this self-awareness that helps you to identify and to remove any destructive emotions which may arise from improper thinking. Because emotions all arise from our thoughts. And ultimately, unless we consciously choose what to think about, unless we put the time and energy into changing what we consciously think about and doing away with bad habits of thinking, uh, these emotions hinder us because we're not in control of them. So uh, think about somebody you know, let's say, who's an emotional wreck. You know, someone who, no matter what, you got to watch everything you say. Every other day, they're at they're, their wits end. They're, they're just always having an emotional breakdown of some sort. And when you think about it, people like that are so guided by their emotions that they're living their lives in reverse. In other words, they are allowing their emotions to dictate the quality of life. That they live. So if you're someone who every day is being wrapped up with fears of anxiety and fears of uh, fears of loss or fears of failure, 
then that's going to make you feel that way. And if you feel that way day after day after day, where is the joy in living? Where is the fulfillment of dreams and goals? There isn't one. So emotional intelligence, which is this new buzzword in corporate America, I think is a very exciting thing. And those of you who've listened to me regularly know that I believe that well-being must begin in our personal lives. Because if we are feeling good about our personal lives, then we're going to be successful and feel good about our careers. And wind up being, by the way, in the right career. So emotional intelligence is, uh, you know, the, let's, let's look at it this way. Uh, let's talk about meditation. I know I've mentioned this before. And meditation is becoming another thing that corporate America is embracing. They are encouraging and teaching and even allowing for space within many of these companies where people can go and get a time out, where they can just relax and you know spend 15 minutes just in quiet peace and contemplation. See, meditation, there's no specific way to meditate. It's not like um, you see the old-fashioned movies or from years ago where you would expect to be sitting in a lotus position on the floor with your fingers held together, uh, chanting some type of mantra and maybe burning some incense. Now, that could be a style of meditation. Some people may like that style of meditation, but that's actually not meditation per se. Remember what I've always told you. Meditation is all about quieting your thinking, quieting your mind, slowing down your brainwaves so that basically you can, as the Buddhists would say, you can stare back at your own thoughts. And this is really where people can develop emotional intelligence. Now, we all have words that trigger us, that trigger all sorts of emotional responses, good or bad, by the way. Many of these, especially the bad ones, came about throughout our entire course of life. In other words, it's not something that we picked up as an adult. It's generally things that came to us when we were younger. Because generally, that's the imprinting phase when we are children. That's where the words spoken to us are most important from parents and from teachers and from adults and from peers. So when we take the time to quiet ourselves, that's when we could really get a handle on what is it, what is it that bothers us? What are the things in our lives that perhaps have triggered us? And what are those things? What are those areas? Are there certain people who remind us of someone that every time we're around them, we don't understand why, but for some reason we just get this, these weird feelings that come back from negative experiences from years ago? And the only way to really figure this out is to take the time to sit back and become aware of these thoughts and look at these thoughts. Because that's all we are, folks. We're thoughts. And if we think certain thoughts more often than not, then they become a habit of thought. Which is why most people, when it comes to success or failure, most people in their minds believe that they fail. And they don't see themselves as being successful. So hence, they won't. But why is that? What is it from our past or our background that kind of got in the way and screwed everything up to the point where now we just can't seem to get our act together? <clears throat> so emotional intelligence allows you to do that. Now, most people don't realize this. I mean, everybody knows we have a brain. Not everybody uses it. But we actually have three levels of brain. Three different levels, each of which come from a different part of our evolution. 
For instance, the lowest level, the oldest part of our brain, is the reptilian brain. You know, and that's the part that um, helps us breathe, regulates the heart, um, but it also is the fight or flight. And then years later, when we became mammals, we developed an extra section of our brain that enhanced, and that's the mammalian part of our brain. And that's where you get all of your other instincts from your love and your hate, and the, the part that makes us human, the emotional part. But the, the last part, the most modern portion of our brain, is the prefrontal cortex that's right in the front. That's really like your executive section of your brain. That's the part of your brain that ultimately is where all logic comes from. That's your cool, level-headed, uh, calm, cool, and collected part of your brain. That's the part of your brain that regulates everything else as well. That's the part that, let's say, if you are losing your temper or something, that's the part of your brain that wants to regulate and say, whoa, 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 back up. What's the matter here? What's the matter? So while you're getting these flooded with these emotions of anger or hatred or fear, you want to be able to step back and say, okay, these are just thoughts, but thoughts, of course, have effects, and those effects are emotions. So what is it that is making me feel the way that I feel? And the purpose behind this is that once you're aware, once you've done this long enough and you're aware of what triggers you, then you can work on fixing that because you can learn to pivot your thinking in a specific direction every time you start to feel these areas of our bodies getting triggered. Now, emotions don't have to be a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we become emotionless. What I am saying is, is that there are plenty of good emotions, like happiness and joy and, and ecstasy and, and nirvana. You know, all these great words we always hear about are really states of emotion that are present as a result of different states of thought. So the more control over our thinking, the more long-term positive effects we can create in our personal and in our professional life. Now, what I always say is that um, people who are emotionally intelligent, generally, um, those are also people who are quite charismatic because they can be very charming. They know how to engage people because they've studied these things. They've actually studied these uh, various uh, elements of personality, because that's really all it is, folks. I mean, you can be charismatic. You can adopt and, and literally recreate <clears throat> your personality so that you become that charming, engaging person that everybody just loves to see every time, every time people walk in the door. So emotional intelligence is something that if we get, learn how to have control over our emotions, we're ultimately controlling how we feel. And the idea is, of course, let's choose thoughts that lead to positive emotions, good emotions, happy emotions, and then we're going to feel good and we'll feel better all the time. Does that mean you're never going to get mad? No. Does that mean that you're never going to be saddened by something? No, because we're still human beings. We are still susceptible to that which makes us human. But what I am saying is that once you've learned to take control over it, then literally... You are steering the ship of your life. You are steering the ship of your psyche, of your consciousness, and taking it into the areas in which you desire. So get, um, you know, get, uh, get with your meditations, folks. You've got to spend 
that 15 to 20 minutes or even a little bit longer. 20 minutes is what they say is all you need, but you've got to put that time in every day, folks. Getting to know yourself, getting to know how you tick. What is it about you? What really makes you tick? You'd be surprised how few people really have any idea about what really makes them tick because they've never spent the time to, as we said, stare back at their own thoughts. They've never really sat back and pondered why they do what they do. They don't understand necessarily what it is or why they feel the way they feel because they have very limited and closed belief systems. Now, belief systems are something we all have, but again, emotional intelligence will help identify the negative limiting belief systems that we are clinging to, but you have to be willing to let them go. You always have to be willing to let something go out of your life if it means you're going to improve your life. So if anything is hurting you or hindering you, you're going to want to get rid of it. It's not always easy to do because, believe it or not, there are many people who have a long-term relationship with strife, with fear, with anxiety, with discord. You know, there are just some people who are so used to those states of being that those states of being will fight to stay and keep a hold on you. Remember, you know, emotions are a very strong thing, and if you've been doing it your whole life, uh, it, it's not just going to let go. And this is why people have a tendency to think that there's like this oppressive entity against them, like a devil or, or a demon or something working against them. And it's really nothing more than, than our inner belief systems and our emotions all wreaking havoc on us, assuming that we are allowing these things to guide our lives, allowing these things to just happen without our, without our conscious allowment of it. And the next thing you know, that's what's happening. So emotional intelligence is something that I highly, highly recommend that you read up on. I'm going to be doing some webinars on emotional intelligence, and obviously I've been putting together my whole new production. Uh, by the way, any of you who live in or near Lyndhurst, my hometown here in Lyndhurst, New Jersey, I'm going to be starting to do uh, some free seminars for the public starting in the fall. And the reason I do these, because people say, ah, come on, it's free, you got to be selling us something. So no, 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 I'm actually not. I, I love to do, I love my community and I love to speak. I love to help educate and train people and enlighten people. And really the reason why I do these is because it helps me flesh out the whole seminar. In other words, you, I can't just start doing a seminar for the first time never having done it before. I mean, some people operate that way. I don't. If you think about any performer, especially a stand-up comic, I mean, they're working this material out in front of audiences, and they're changing it, and they're evolving it, and they're, they're fleshing it out, and they're improving upon it. So by doing these things, especially I love, you know, giving people the opportunity to come in. I don't want to take, uh, I don't want their money. Just come in and learn something, and I won't even have books there for sale. It's not that kind of thing. So there's no, I'm not going to hit people up with something. I'm literally doing this. It's a selfish thing for me because it gives me practice. But at the same side, I enjoy giving people access to information that can change the quality of their life and the quality of their career. Now, if you've been listening to all of these podcasts, this is my third one since I began this new series. If you've been listening to them all, then you know the running theme that runs throughout them. And that is really the running basis of all of the things about which I teach. And that is that self-awareness is the foundation in our lives for all self-improvement. Most people are not aware of too much of what they're thinking or doing. They don't even realize why they do what they do. 
But just understand something. Successful people are highly, highly self-aware. So national politicians, movie stars, famous athletes, performers, stage performers, uh, successful CEOs and successful business people, especially successful salespeople, they are highly self-aware. That's how they're so successful. So if you don't have self-awareness, start to develop it. Because you'll become aware of so many things about yourself that you'll start to look forward to this. This is something that you crave because this is how we evolve and improve as human beings. I'm forever looking to improve and evolve myself and my consciousness. I'm learning new things every day. I'm forever reading. Those of you who know me, you know I don't watch television. I basically will either read all day or I'll be watching documentaries or, you know, all sorts of things on YouTube. YouTube is a great resource and it's a great school, by the way. There are so many credible, reputable professors and programs that have graciously added um, so many wonderful things to the body of knowledge on YouTube that you can go literally and sit through classes at Harvard or Yale or Stanford just by sitting at your computer. Because there's stuff out there. Great physics discussions. If you happen to love physics, you could sit through a physics class and literally learn physics as if you're going to Harvard. So very exciting things, and that's what I look forward to. And every day... I always make sure I ask myself, and this is the key, am I being to other people the same kind of person that I would hope everyone would be toward me? Am I speaking to people kindly, with respect? I mean, I do, of course, but it's something we must every day ask ourselves. It is something that we must every day uh, keep ourselves in check to make sure that we're not losing sight of certain aspects of our lives. So I ask myself, am I treating people? The way I would hope they would treat me? Am I being kind to people the way I would hope everyone would be kind to me? And by doing that every day, almost all day, it's something that I, I can't get away from because that has become my habitual way of thinking. That is who I am. That is what I do. So every day, every single day, I make sure that I'm speaking to people and treating people in the exact same manner in which I hope that they would treat me. And that is where, when we take that approach, we use self-awareness to, number one, change our behaviors if we're not treating people the way we would hope they treat us. Change and choose different words if we are not speaking to people with positive language and encouragement and happiness and joy. And smiling at people the way we would hope people smile toward us. Smiling makes you feel better. If you heard me mention that in one of my previous podcasts, it literally releases. Talk about controlling emotions. Smiling is a, is, a, is a life hack. You heard me. If you didn't listen to the other podcast, this is what I said. It's a life hack. It's a way to trick your brain. When you smile, after about five to ten minutes, literally, you will feel better. Your body will feel better. So if you're ever having a day where you're feeling kind of down, smile. By yourself. Even if you're sitting alone in the room. Plaster a smile on that face, and you will notice, after five or ten minutes, you'll feel better. And the reason is, you tricked your brain. By smiling, your brain thinks that you feel good, so it releases endorphins into your bloodstream. So it's amazing what you can do when you literally learn how to hack your own consciousness. Once you break it down into the sum, you know, to the sums of its parts, and you understand that uh, we're nothing but the sum total of our thoughts, and many of most of our thoughts are habit. They're there from habits, years of thinking. 
And we can change, we can use self-awareness to identify the defeating thoughts of fear and anxiety and failure and insecurity. These are normal thoughts that everybody's carrying around with it, but they're just thoughts. They're just thoughts. So you can become aware of those thoughts and then analyze them and find out, hmm, where do they come from? and Why are they here? And you can literally say, I don't want them anymore. And you can speak to yourself, say, I hereby claim or declare that that represents my old self and my old reality. And that does not match the new narrative of my life. And remember, folks, write out the narrative for your life. Who are you and what do you wish to achieve and what kind of life do you want to live? Write it out and focus on those things 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> literally. And I mean, if you wake up in the middle of the night like I do, I'll get up in the middle of the night and I'll literally start breaking out in my mind right into my goals and affirmations. You know, there's an old saying, I like this too, it says that uh, small minds discuss people. You know, those are the people who have nothing else going on in life but to discuss and gossip about other people. So, you hear what this one said? Oh, guess what this person did? <laughs> so, those are small minds. Mediocre minds, they discuss the events. You know, they talk about the weather, they talk about, uh, you know, sports. And by the way, I'm not saying if you talk about sports, you have a mediocre mind. Obviously not. What I am saying is they just kind of discuss events. If you're someone who just discusses events, eh, that's mediocre. But I want you to be special. I want you to be great. And therefore, great minds discuss ideas. Great minds discuss ideas. That's what I love. I love the discussion of ideas. That's why I have such a zest and a yearning for information, to learn new things every day. So... The more we understand the different parts of our consciousness, which is our mind, as mysterious as it may be, and as elusive as it may be to science as to what the heck it's all about, and how did it get here, and what created it, and does it continue after death? <laughs> which, by the way, I have a theory on that, but I'm not going to get into that on today's show. Maybe tomorrow's podcast, if we do one tomorrow. I'm trying to do them maybe three a week. It just depends. It just depends, you know, just getting started with something new. Have to, A, have the time to do it. And for me, summertime is great because I mostly deal with schools and companies and nobody brings in public or guest speakers or motivational speakers or even corporate trainers. Nobody brings them in in the summertime. Why? Because everybody's taking vacations. So the fall is when I get wrapped up and get very busy. So definitely September, October, and November, by the way, my busiest months. So I have a lot of time this summer. And of course, I'm working on, you know, just because I'm off doesn't mean I don't do anything. I'm literally putting together all these great new programs that are going to be launched this coming year. So take the time every day, folks. Take that 15, 20 minutes a day. Quiet yourself. Close the door. Sit quietly. Sit peacefully. You don't have to sit on the floor. If you lie down flat, you could, but you risk falling asleep. Because all you want to do is quiet your mind. Quiet your mind so that you can be aware of the thoughts that are popping up and look back at them, staring back at your thoughts and saying, hmm, why do I think this way? And you have to be open and willing for any changes to take place in your life. Open and willing for new possibilities. Open and willing to realize and admit to yourself that certain things you may have believed about yourself or others are all wrong. Because basically a belief is just that. It's just a belief. 
So if you believe you're a failure and that you fail all the time, every time you try to something to do something new, you fail at it, it is that belief that is hindering you. If you have that little voice inside of you saying that, that's where emotional intelligence comes in. Because what happens is those, those defeating negative little thoughts pop up and then they make your emotions match the thought. You know, if you feel defeated and failing, if, if like a failure, you're not going to feel great. You're going to feel lousy. But think about it. If you can turn around and say, I'm not a failure. I win at everything I do. And I got to tell you, folks, you know, whether you like him or don't like him, I think Donald Trump is an amazing fellow when it comes to that. I mean, he's got one of the most amazing victory-winning mindsets that I have ever encountered. And believe me, I've studied a lot of the greats. He's one of the greatest. He's one of the greatest. So, and again, has nothing to do with politics, but uh, the man is talented in that regard. He has a winning mindset. You can too. You could have a winning mindset. There's nothing stopping you except you. You're stopping yourself. You're in your own way. So sit back and meditate. Find out what it is that's bothering you. Find out what maybe something say, ah, oh, you know, Uncle, Uncle Harry said something to me when I was seven years old and I never forgot it. It's always been in the back of my head. Well, you've got to speak those things out of yourself. You've got to write down new affirmations and a new life narrative for who you are and what you are and stick to it and be reading it and saying it every day. And like I said earlier, when I get up in the middle of the night, I go right into my affirmations. Several reasons. Number one, because research shows that when your brain waves are nice and slow, you're closer to your subconscious mind, it's easier to get those ideas supplanted into the subconscious. So you could either do something again and again and again, and eventually it will be committed to your subconscious mind. That's what a habit is. Like playing a sport, playing a musical instrument, studying the martial arts, learning how to drive. All of these things, once you do them again and again and again, your mind immediately realizes, well, your brain realizes, well, I guess this is something you want to do all the time, so we're going to commit this to the subconscious. That's where everything is. It's in the subconscious. So you got to dig it out. you got to clean it out. You've got to expel all the negative, fearful thoughts and thoughts of anxiety. You've got to identify their source and pull them out by the root and then replace them with positive, new thoughts. And when you gain control over your emotions, you gain control over your reality. Think about that. And, um, you know, the next time you're around, I mean, think about those people. Watch those people who just fly off the handle. You know, they lose their temper or they fall apart. They start crying and they just can't handle it. And they just literally fall to pieces. And then realize that the shame of it is that those poor people are living in a self-imposed mental prison. And they are fulfilling, as psychologists call, a self fulfilling prophecy. They don't believe they are capable or able or good at anything, and so therefore they live out their reality, never achieving their dreams, always seeing their dreams as being out of touch and out of reach when they were right there for them the whole time. So anyway, and just one word, by the way, I'm, I'm very, very fearful of this new millennial phase here. We're, we're not, not all millennials, of course, but we're some, especially on college campuses, that they're being encouraged to be led by their emotions. You know, we hear about safe spaces and, you know, trigger words and, and things of that sort. And um, we should not be encouraging anyone to be led by their emotions, just the opposite. Now, I realize that that's a political thing and that it has its political reasons, but we're doing 
um, we're doing a, a disjustice, a misjustice rather, to these young minds by encouraging them to allow themselves to get offended by everything, to always allow themselves to get upset that they need a safe space. Folks, they're just words out there. Nobody, you know, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never harm me. And that's an old saying you don't hear anymore, but there's a reason for that, because they're just words. And you either can allow these words to become the law of your life by believing them or accepting them, or you just dismiss them. Create your own words. Anybody can do it. So that is my advice to you today. So that pretty much brings us to the end of today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed this. I'll be covering this topic and many others, of course, in the future. And don't forget, too, if you want to sign up for my online training program, it is called CLASS, C-L-A-S-S. It stands for Communication, Language, and Social Skills. And if you go to getclassnow.com, that's getclassnow.com, you can sign up for it. And we've got some other programs on there, too, that help teach you and give you some of the automatic tools to help you really become a good meditator. It's what I've used. I don't have to use them anymore. I did in the beginning, but uh, I highly recommend them. So if you watch the commercial, you can get the second commercial uh, for the uh, meditation system that I have created. So that's about it today, folks. Don't forget, please message me and let me know or ask me about any topics about which you'd like to learn more. Topics that, of course, are within the purview of what I teach. And remember, we teach your everyday life-changing discoveries and principles for your success in your life and in career. Because, again, I'm a firm believer that to be a success in your career, you must be successful in your personal life. You must be content and fulfilled in your personal life. It does affect you. I don't care what anybody says when people say, well, you know, you should never bring, don't bring that into the office or to the workplace. Leave your problems at home. Can't do it, folks. Doesn't work. It will always cause issues that will manifest and become something that is readily apparent, a negative situation in any corporate or business or work environment. So I always encourage people, deal with your personal life. Learn how to take control of it. Learn how to get fulfillment in everything that you do, and you will have a marvelous life, and it will turn into a marvelous career. The career of your dreams, doing what you love, all of these things are possible if you do the mental work in allowing these things to happen. So that's that, folks. Uh, I'll be back again this week with another podcast. Please message me. Let me know what you thought. Let me know what you'd like to hear. Please follow me on social media, and I will see you then. In the meantime, have a great day, and namaste. This is Brian Haggerty signing off. <laughs> Take care, everybody.